Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. And I'm excited about sharing the word with you today. So how many adventurous people do we have here? Come on, raise your hand online. You guys click the button. Come on, right? If you're adventurous, I, I'm an adventurous person. Our son Dylan, uh, two years ago when he turned 18 years old, we went on a guy's trip and we went skiing. And so we get there and these boys can ski. You know what I mean? And they, they hitting the jumps. And, and the last day I thought, that's old G right here. I got I to gotta show these boys what's up. And so I went to the jump that they've been hitting all week talking about how good they are and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the winner all right so I hit that jump with some speed I want y'all to take a look at this picture look at the air that I got on this jump look come on somebody that's the old man right there showing him up look at that but but the problem is that whatever goes up and the going up was softer than the going down because look at what happened let me show you the after shot here it is oh Oh, that's right. That's what they call a separated AC joint. And there's a fourth degree separated AC joint. I had the third degree, which should have had surgery, uh, but I didn't have surgery because the doctor uh, said, you know, Randy, I don't know if you're going to heal or not, but the church started praying for me. This happened right before our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We were kicking it off with a worship and healing service. The church saw what happened to me. They started praying for me and God completely healed my shoulder and I, I never had surgery and I didn't, I didn't have therapy. Come on, and I'm healed. Now I still, it, I wish you could just feel it. It's nasty feeling, big old bone sticking up right here. And, uh, and my wife calls it my, my idiot knot. I call it my badge of courage. It is a reminder that God can still heal. I want to talk to you today about something that I would like for you to take notes. I'd like for you to pull out your smart device or the pad and paper. How many? We got any real like printed Bibles in the house? Come on, if you got one at your location, that's the real Christians right there. Come on, they got the printed Bibles. Yeah. All right. So I need you to take notes wherever you would take notes at because it's one thing to come and hear a sermon And the word of God is powerful and it doesn't return void. But the word works if you work the word. And the best way for you to work the word is to take notes and write down things. God's going to speak to you today. He's going to use this Cajun from Baker, Louisiana to speak to you today. And if you'll write things down and listen to what the Lord is saying and you'll marinate or put that stuff in the crock pot. And I'm telling you, it'll cook in your life and it'll be good. It'll be sabon and, and the Lord will do a great work in your life. Now, I learned a lesson from my pain that let the young boys be the young boys and let the old guys be the old guys. And don't, don't try to jump ramps uh, like the young people do. And I want you to know something today, whatever pain you're going through, that there is purpose. Would you write this down? Yeah. There is purpose in your pain. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not like pain. Pain, I try to avoid pain at all costs. And when I have pain, I'm selfish. How many of y'all get selfish when you're in pain? Come on, we all do, because when we hurt and we like, ah, when my shoulder was messed up, I wasn't worried about, it. is everybody else okay and what's going on? I was like, fix my pain. I was hurting. And pain makes us selfish. And today, some of you are struggling with pain. You have some uh, relational pain. Somebody's done something to hurt you. 
and you think, man, I don't think I'm ever going to recover. Maybe it was a marriage issue. Maybe you've been divorced or maybe your marriage is on the verge of divorce and you're hurting and you're like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this, but I'm here to declare today this is a house of miracles. And God's going to heal some people today. I got it in my spirit. I'm telling you, I got some prophetic things in my heart today. And I'm telling you, God's going to heal some people today. Some of you have some physical pain. You've gotten a diagnosis. You've gotten a bad report from a doctor. Something's happened. And, I'm, and I know you're struggling. And you, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. I'm here to declare to you that God's going to heal some things today. Some of you have some financial pain. Maybe you've been through some hard times or made some bad decisions and some things are struggling in your life and I'm here to tell you that God is going to renew, renew and restore some things and some of you are struggling with emotional pain. You feel like there's a depression or a heaviness on you. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Something's happened and you just feel this emptiness and this void and I'm, I'm just here to declare that there's purpose in your pain. And I want to teach you about that today. In fact, here's my main thesis for the day. They're going to put it on the screens. I want you to write this down. The greatest life lessons are almost always taught in the classroom of suffering. You need to understand that. The greatest lessons in life, they're almost always taught in the classroom of suffering. Think of your darkest moments in life. The days that you thought you would never get through it, yet here you are. You probably look back in those moments and you learn something about yourself. You learn something about your Lord. You, you grew in your faith. Something deep happened in your life and you walk different. You talk different. You think different. You act different. You pray different. Your shoulders are back a little bit more because God taught you something in the middle of all of that. And today I want to teach you what that purpose of pain really is. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to study a passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And you, you probably heard it before, at least parts of it. And uh, we're going to study, and this Apostle Paul, he writes a letter to a church at Corinth. It could be like, you know, his, the title of this could be HPC instead of Corinthians, right? And he wrote a letter to a church just like this. And people were struggling with pain. And he wanted to teach them what's the purpose of pain. And he uses his own life as an example to teach about pain. So here we are, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul says, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times he says, I pleaded with the Lord, take it away from me. But the Lord said to me, my grace, everybody say grace. grace. Come on, everybody say grace. My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I'm going to delight in weaknesses. I'm going to, I'm going to delight in insults and in hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties because when I am weak, then I am Strong. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, thank you for this moment today. We came here today to meet with you. We didn't come here to have a religious service. We didn't come here to, 
to sing some religious songs and go through some, you know, religious ceremonial liturgical thing of hearing some scripture and hearing some stories. We came here today because, God, we believe that you have answers to our problems and we have problems in our lives and we came here today to worship you. So I pray that through all of the distractions and through all of the things that are on our mind and the the things that we have to do when we leave here and the things that are waiting for us and the people that are sitting by us or those who are not sitting by us that we wish that they were here, that all of those things would become peripheral. And Holy Spirit, you would be the guest of honor. So mess with us today, would you? Would you just get in our business today? And would you help me, God, to not get in the way? Because God, I don't want this to be about anyone except you, Jesus. And I'm going to lift you up today, Jesus, and you would draw us into relationship with you. And then we would leave this place completely different than we came in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So I want to answer some questions from this passage today. Now, you're going to have to stick with me for a little while because I'm going to preach a style today that's called inductive. So I'm I'm going to build upon things. And at the end, you're going to see where I'm going. So you're going to have to follow me. You're going to have to track with me. And I'm going to do it by answering some questions. I think this passage that we just read That there are questions, when I read that, I go, well, this doesn't make sense. And so I'm going to answer some theological questions and bring us to a place, hopefully, of understanding the purpose of pain. First thing I want to answer today is where does pain come from? Because don't we all, the time when we're in pain, we go, God, why are you doing this to me? Why why is this happening? We have this question, like, where, where is this pain coming from? Back in our verse, it says, Paul says, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of, everybody say this word, Satan. Satan. I don't know how this, maybe Rachel, this doesn't happen in Louisiana. I've been gone for a while. But in Florida, in order for you to say something, your mouth actually has to be moving. (laughs) So everybody say the word Satan. Satan. Come on, there you go. What? They learned quick though. What's up, man? A messenger of Satan to torment me. Pain comes from Satan. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come to give life and life more abundantly, but the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. Look, you need to get this right theologically. God is not the cause of your pain. Now, he can bring a good cause out of it, but he is not the cause of our pain. That's why Jesus came. Y'all need to get this. You don't have to pay for your sin anymore. In the Old Testament, I'm glad we ain't in the Old Testament because you did something stupid, you had to pay for it. But Jesus hung on the cross and paid for our sin. Jesus came to give us life, take away our pain. But the devil still wants to put pain on us. It's a messenger of Satan. And that word messenger, it means somebody to inform or to announce. The devil wants to like whisper in your ear all the time. He's constantly trying to announce. You ain't ever going to be the same. You ain't, I mean, you ain't ever going to be any different. You're going to be the same your whole life. You're just a, a fake. You ain't even a real Christian. You go to church and worship God and you leave there and you're dealing with the same old thing. You ain't ever going to be any different. He whispering in your ear all the time. Let me tell you something. The devil, he is a liar. Not only is he a liar, but the devil is a loser. He's Alabama. I don't care what their record says. Because in the end, we win. Come on, somebody. But here's the deal. The devil's a liar and a loser, but he's just not a quitter. So you just got to, come on, keep standing. 
Don't give up in Jesus' name. And you got to realize that the Lord is on your side and, and, and the God is not the cause of pain. And that word thorn there, a thorn in my side. You know, a thorn is a small little nagging thing. And the devil just, he, he wants to put big problems. He wants to give you, you know, bad problems. He wants you to financially collapse. He wants to put a, a diagnosis on you that's a terminal illness. Like he wants to bring big things. But his main operating procedure is he wants to just nag you. Just put little things in your life over a long period of time to where you just, all right, I just quit. I, give, I, guess, I guess that's just the way it's always going to be. You know, a thorn is a small thing, but when you get a thorn in you, it'll cause life to change completely. I, I had a splinter in my eye one time. I was doing some work and there's a metal splinter, a little shaving came off and went in my eye. Little bitty thing, but all I cared about was get that thing out my eye, right? Little bitty something was a huge nagging problem. And I think that's the way the devil is. And you have to understand, he wants to consistently just mess with you and bother you. Pain does not come from God. It comes from the devil. Let me answer another question for you. First of all, you needed to know where pain comes from. And it's not God. God's not doing anything to you. He wants to use it, but he's not doing it to you. Second question is where is the target? Like if the devil wants to bring pain to you, where is he going to try to attack you? Uh, let's go back to our verse in, in 12, verse 9. The Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in, come on, everybody say it, weakness. That's the first target of the devil. He's not going to attack you in the area you feel strong in. Like, y'all understand, like I used to be a drug addict. One day I overdosed and I was showed up at Earl K. Long Hospital, which I guess is not even here anymore. All right. When I was brought to that hospital, I was dead. There was no life in me. And the church that I was a part of, I grew up in Baker. I was a part of Bethany. They were praying and fasting for me. And God gave me life again. Come on, I'm alive because of Jesus Christ, church. And listen, in 1992, January of 1992, I got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and got delivered from drugs and alcohol and everything else. And, and I don't, look, the devil can't attack me in that area because I'm strong. He ain't going to come at me where I got a fortification. He's not going to come at you where you're like, you stupid, get off me. He's not going to do that, but he's going to come at your areas of weakness. You could write this down, blind spots. You have spots in your life where you are the most susceptible to doing something stupid. Now, everybody else knows it. You, you have friends. Here he go. You have friends, right? They start a relationship with somebody or they make a decision to start doing some things. And as they're doing them, you like, ooh, yeah, you should be doing that. But they don't ask you and you, they don't want to hear from you. And they just barrel off and they make a stupid decision. And they come back with their tail between their legs like, oh, I can't believe that happened to me. And you go, I could have told you. Right? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Because it's their blind spot. They can't see how susceptible they are to making a dumb decision. Well, guess what? You got them too. How many of y'all would say you got weaknesses? Raise your hand. Man, y'all need to preach on lying next weekend, Pastor Rachel. <laughs> or deception, I'm not really sure. I'm going to find out right now. Whether you lying or deceit, 
And either way, you got a problem. Here it goes. All right, whatever location you at, how many of y'all sitting next to somebody, you go, oh, they got weaknesses. Come on, raise your hand. What? There ain't a hand that ain't raised into place, man. I'm telling you, some of y'all point like, mm-hmm, this idiot right here. So we have these areas in our life where we are susceptible to making bad choices and the devil's going to attack you in that area. So check this out. All right, I got I to gotta give you a little solution to this right now. The greatest thing that you could do to not be targeted in your weaknesses, you got to have the right people around you. Let me, let me read this verse to you in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off the weight that slows us down. Look at this. This is it. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Your, your area of weaknesses, your tendency where you make bad decisions so that you can run with endurance the race that God has set out before you. You know what I love about this verse? In, in the English, that word surrounded, the Greek word is the Greek word echo. E-C-H-E-C-O. Isn't that pretty? Uh, E-C-H-O. Echo. That means you need to have the right people that are echoing the right things in your life. Not the negativity and not just telling you what you want to hear, but they echoing what you need to hear. You don't need people in your life that think, oh, it's okay. You just go ahead and the Lord will work it all out. No, like that's a bad decision, girl. Don't do that. I had a, we had a youth pastor at our church years ago. He wanted to preach this message on boundaries. So he came to our house because we have dogs and we have those shot collars on them, you know. Or if they get outside the yard, it just little slight little zap and then make them come back in the yard, right? He wanted to teach about boundaries. So he put the collar on his neck. I was the video guy. I got my phone out. And he was going to step out of that and then run back in and teach that boundaries are there for our protection, right? And so he, he stepped outside the boundary. I, I had the camera going and it shocked him. And he ran back in and took the collar off and he had these two red marks. You know, and I decided to play with him. I said, oh, bro, I'm so sorry, but the video didn't work. <laughs> we got to do it again. I got him to do it again. And then I told him I was just kidding and we got the first one too. So, See, you don't want those kind of friends in your life. I'm a terrible friend. You don't want friends in your life that will allow you to keep making bad decisions. And I'm telling you, Healing Place is a church for people that are just as dumb as you. You saw all the hands being raised, all the weaknesses up in it. This place is loaded with weaknesses. But because we have the right people around us, the sin that so easily trips us up, we're less susceptible to that. Let me, let me read this thought to you. Could it be that the single greatest obstacle to you overcoming your pain is that you don't have the right people around you. And why is that? Because it leads us to our next target area, and that is our pride. The devil's going to come at you at your weaknesses, and he's going to come at you where you're prideful. Back to our verse. Paul says, to keep me from becoming conceited, there it is right there, because of my pride, right? These surpassingly great revelations, this thorn, that's why it was given to me, a messenger of Satan. Here's how we say, I don't need help. I got this. I can quit when I want it. I can handle this. I can get through this. I can make it on my own. And you're living in the loneliest bayou in Louisiana by yourself. <laughs> and that's a terrible, terrible place to live. You don't want to live there. And so 
we, we fake it. You guys did this coming to church today. Some of you are in such a mess right now, and you come into church, and you probably almost didn't come. Because you feel like your life is a mess. I don't want to go. And you, you came, and you feel depressed and discouraged, and you... The greeters, hey, good morning. You're like, you like messed up on the inside, faking it. Look, that fake it till you make it is bull. You ain't going to fake it till you make it. You're going to make it when you let Jesus help you make it. That's when you're going to make it because you got the right people around you. And you, some of you married, fighting on the way over here. And you get here and you walk in like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. oh I just love you so much. We're going to finish that in the car when we get home, girl. The scripture easily tells us the problem with pride. God opposes the proud. That word oppose means to, you know the word repent means to turn to Christ. Opposes means to turn the other way. I don't know about you, but I need God's grace. And he gives grace. How many of y'all need some grace to the humble? Look, I would tell you that this church, and, and there's a lot of Christians like this that are forgiven, you're just not healed. You're not whole. You're forgiven because Jesus forgives you of your sin. 1 John 1, 9. Confess your sins to him and he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. But James 5, 16 says confess your sins to one another. That word confess just means to make known. Quit faking it. Acting like you're going to make it without it. To confess it, make it known to someone else and then you will be healed. That word means to be whole. And, and some of you are here today and you're struggling. And I said God wants to heal you, but he can't operate where you don't give him authority. He is omnipotent and he is omniscient. He already knows. And so he can do anything as long as you let him. And you're going to have to open the door. If you don't open the door, you're going to just keep. Look, if you like your life where it is now, then just keep doing it the way you've been doing it. If there's something about your life that you want God to do something greater in, then you're going to have to do something different. Now, let me help you with something because this is a big problem when it comes to pain. Write this down. Pain happens. And when I say pain happens, I mean pain happens to everybody. And you look at other people's lives and you go, man, I wish my marriage was like that. I wish my finances, I'd drive a car like that or deal with that. or can. Woo, they got it going on. But nobody ever posts their bad days on social media. Come on, right? You know what I'm talking about? They only post the good stuff. Everybody, yeah, but you don't know what's going on. In fact, the photo I showed you earlier, my son's wedding day, might be one of the worst days of my life. I was doing, it, I was doing my son's wedding, and there was some stuff going on at the church uh, earlier this year that was, it was terrible. There was all kinds of staff issues and people fighting and there was media blitz national media stuff going on and 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 I'm on the phone with our PR team and our leader my executive pastor and trying to deal with all of this stuff and and I'm like look I got to get off the phone I know the media is getting ready to run stories on this but I got to walk down the aisle I got to go do a wedding and I had to leave all of that walk up and there we're gathered here today, sight of God, witnesses, isn't this a great day? Even pastors, yeah, you think we the professional Christians that we just walk up here like everything just got it going on. But I'm going to tell you, there, there's some days that your pastors don't feel like getting up here. There's stuff that they're going through as well. It, it happens to everyone. But here's what I know is that the harvest of blessing 
never comes to those who quit. You're not going to walk in what God has for you if you quit. And the devil's going to be a tormentor and he's going to be a nagging tormentor. And he's going to just keep trying to push you and push your buttons and cause problems in your life. You just got to keep standing. And you need to realize that other people don't have it all well too. You don't know what they've been through to get to where they are. But if you were to sit down and listen to him, you'd be like, ooh, I don't think I want to go through all that to get where you are. But you guys got to keep standing. So Paul decides to open up about his own pain that he went through. We've been studying in 2 Corinthians 12. Let's go to verse 11. And he lists all of his pain. He says, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Now, just stop for a second. I know you guys understand that Jesus received that beating. In fact, the prophet in the Old Testament said that Jesus was beaten so bad he was unrecognizable. You couldn't even see who it was. Paul received that five times. Okay, that's a bad day. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Some of you are like, well, at least he got some relief. <laughs> Y'all, that's funny. That, that's funny. I don't care where you're from. That's funny. Some of y'all are like, oh, oh, oh. It, it not don't, whatever. Y'all talk about it at lunch. All right. He says, three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been in constantly, or I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger in rivers, bandits, danger from my own countrymen, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, in the country, at sea, and even danger from false brothers. I've labored and I've toiled. I've gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst. And I've gone without food. I've been cold and I've been naked. Besides all everything else, I've faced the daily pressures of concern for all the churches. Who is weak? I do not feel weak. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot of stuff, man. That's, that's a lot of stuff. I don't know what your pain is and I, I don't want to minimize your pain. I don't know about you, but when I'm in pain, I don't want people to go, oh, it ain't that big a deal. I mean, that's the last thing you want to say. As this, I get to be on the platform today. I'm, I'm not your pastor, but I can tell you from your pastors, they acknowledge your pain. So it ain't, it ain't like, it ain't that big a deal. Your pain is a big deal. But our plan is to get to the place where we can go through that and go, I don't feel weak. And even in the midst of all of this, how can Paul say that? Let me just get to this final thought where I've been leading us all day. I need you to write this down. The purpose of pain. What is the purpose of, of all of this pain that we've been dealing with? Paul, one more time, we're going to read this again. He says, three times I pleaded, God, take it away. But he says, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. We're talking about the purpose of pain. It's telling us right here what it is. So I'm going to boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses because Christ's power then can rest on me. That's why for Christ's sake, I'm going to delight in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and all kinds of difficulties because when I'm weak, then I am strong. I want you to see something about your pain. And this is a hard lesson to learn because when we're in pain, all we want to see is our pain or all we do is see our pain. We're selfish because it hurts. But I want you to zoom out of your pain a little bit. Let me show you with this picture that I have. I went to Africa. I've been several times like you guys. We do a lot of work there in Zimbabwe, actually. 
and we planted a church there and it's doing great. And when we go there, we visit and we help the church and then we take a day and go on a safari and go out and see the animals and all these things. Well, there's this, it used to be there, it's not anymore. You could actually go into the wild and you could actually walk with lions that they were rehabbing and going to release them into the wild. So we would literally go out in the wild walking with like lion. There's no cage, there's no fence to protect you. You're just walking out there with them. And so I was walking with this lion and we got to this tree and the lion stopped and jumped up in the tree. Look at this photo. He jumps up in this tree and that puts me, that's a, almost, he's almost two years old and what they're gonna do is then release them into the wild once they turn two. This thing is almost ready to go. They still do their hunting. They don't like just feed them, you know, and just with food, like here you go. No, they still go out and kill their food. So it's a big deal. I'm standing here in this bush and this lion jumps up in this tree and that is the most vulnerable place for me to be because at that moment he could pounce on me. You know, they tell you before you go out there, whatever you do, don't panic. <laughs> they can sense fear. Like that dude was sensing my fear because I was tripping, y'all. I mean, my heart was pounding so bad. So they say, look, whatever you do, don't, don't worry. We're, we're there. We got you. Well, that's hard to believe when you're in the presence of something that could kill you in just one leap. And if you'll notice something, there's two things that are very important. First thing you notice is where is my attention on the lion, the thing that could destroy me. But it's something odd. The lion's attention is not on me. The lion is looking somewhere. Now, if you'll look at the very bottom right of that photo, you'll see a shadow. It's a shadow of a man, and he's holding a dart gun, by the way. And that's the lion's trainer. That trainer has been with the lion since it was a cub, since they took it, and is training this, this cub and going to help release him back into the wild. Now, that lion, even though it, has, it is stronger and is more powerful than I am, but there's something even greater than me that is there, and that's its trainer. So its attention is focused on that. And you can't see that unless you zoom out a little bit. Okay, you guys can remove that photo. Here's, here's the thing you have to get today. Maybe the devil, as the Bible calls him, a, a roaring lion, roaming around looking for somebody to devour. Maybe, maybe he is walking around, roaming around your life, and your pain and, and what he's doing, you're focused on that. But what I want you to do today is if you could zoom out a little bit more, you will see the hand of God. He's right there. And he is stronger than the problem that is in your life. And the purpose of your pain is so that you will see no matter how great it is, there is still one greater. And I submit to you, the pain that you're walking in today will be the area of your greatest strength tomorrow. And, and you're gonna have you know, memories of it. I still, I still have my bone that's sticking up right here. It's a reminder of God's faithfulness. You're going to go through things and the pain and the mark of that is going to be there, but it's going to be a reminder of how great God's faithfulness really is. So what is the purpose of your pain right now? Would you back up a little bit? Would you zoom out a little bit? And would you see the hand of God that is right there? And he's greater than the problem that you're facing right now. And you're in a place, a house of miracles. And all you have to do is give God a chance. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church.
For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.